Good morning. The end. Y'all ready for that? We're going to finish 2 Peter chapter, 2 Peter. Well, obviously, we're in chapter 3 because that's the end. It's the end of 2 Peter. We're going to finish it today. and uh, So I just have to tell you, the end. <laughs> and and Lois, you're going to close this, this worship hour, right? And then you got to run over there. That's what I thought. Okay, so uh, Lois, I, I remember when Lois came to, to, to help us and to be a part of what God's doing here at the gathering. And, and, and it was one of those times where you just have a need and, and she showed up and it was just like, wow, God, thank you. And, uh, and as we've partnered and, and been able to share together with Chapel Bay and, and Pastor Nathan over there and, and the bands and the folks have gone over to help lead worship and everything. And, uh, just thrilled Lois contacted me a couple months ago basically I think and said you know I just feel like God's leading me in that direction I was like well don't let me get in the way that's for sure uh, getting God's way something mm-hmm, it's a bad thing <laughs> so anyway love you it's not like she's going anywhere I mean she's still gonna be around so I thought Scott was getting a little emotional wasn't he <laughs> all right all right so there is an end y'all we have been in second peter i preached through first peter last year getting into second peter this year uh we took some time doing some other things uh with regard to the messages and and, and god's word and yet second peter as it comes to an end is pretty explicit about the end and um and it's kind of interesting that as we consider what it is that that god is revealing to us okay Don't want want us to get it in our minds that it's just Peter. Uh, God has has given Peter these words to give to us. Now, yes, he was speaking to, remember from 1 Peter 1, he was speaking to the, the body of Christ, Christians scattered throughout the Roman Empire. And he lists all these provinces throughout the Roman Empire as to who he's writing to and, and, and giving instruction and, and giving guidance and giving encouragement and giving all those things. And, and, and so he's sharing. And so, uh, so, so he comes to the end of this thing as he's, he's already given all these things. At the end of, of 1 Peter 1, he says, look, you're facing hardship and trial, but guess what? Fiery trials are coming. Okay, wait a minute now. First of all, I got to, finish, I got to uh, deal with trials, <laughs> and, and then I got to deal with fiery trials. Okay, see, uh, can I just tell you? <laughs> Peter's telling us things are going downhill. You know, there was a school of theology many years ago. It doesn't get a whole lot of uh, voice today, but you know that things are just going to get better and better and better to the point that we get earth in such a good condition that Jesus is coming back. (laughs) Have you noticed? All right. This is the way it reads. And I want to share with you, today is Labor Day weekend, right? We did the fish fry yesterday. Man, we had a great uh, turnout yesterday morning for the uh, paddle out for for uh, Gary Cavanaugh. Gary was my friend and a brother and came here because God just led him here to to, to reach a community, you know. And, and I shared on Friday at, at his uh, celebration over at Andrew's funeral home that, you know, he, he, he invited me, he and John Urban invited me to come be a part of Christian surfers. And I was like, I can do the Christian thing, but the surfer thing's a problem. But, but it was an invitation to a community. So that was very cool. 
So it's been a busy weekend, but guess what? <laughs> okay, it's almost to an end. So I can say the end. Y'all recognize that? Guess what it also is for our season? Labor Day sort of becomes that pivotal end of the summer season. Kids go back to school and all that sort of thing. <laughs> what was that? Was that a silent amen, Bob? I don't know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Next week, schedule changes up a little bit. Uh, Next week at 8.10, we are going to have uh, on, uh, 3G time for kids, and, and so we're expanding some of our school, school year activities. Uh, next Sunday also, those of you who signed up for uh, 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 walking together groups, we, we, we're getting those organized, and everybody be contacted this week about where to meet. And, and during the, There's going to be a walking together group in all four hours. There'll be an 810 walking together group, and I think there were only three people signed up for that, so we got room if y'all want to walk together. Uh, 925 ended up being the largest of the groups, but there's still room in that one. Uh, there's room in the 1040 hour, and then there's room in 1150, obviously. There's always room at 1150, so you can always come then. So things are changing up. We've come to an end, but can I just go ahead and tell you that just because we've come to an end, it doesn't mean we're not showing up next week, because <laughs> the end of this starts the next thing, right? And that's what Peter's trying to tell us. This is what it says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, right? The elements will burn and be dissolved in the earth, and the works on it will be disclosed. There's a, there's a revealing that'll take place. <laughs> there, there, there is a, a passing that will take place. Listen to the rest of it. It's a long passage, so you just got to hang with me. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. As you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming, because of that day the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. But based on his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Verse 14, I underline this one in the passage here. Therefore, dear friends. All right, so with the end, therefore. Okay, so the end, therefore, while you wait for these things, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in his sight at peace. Wow, wait a minute. <laughs> Earth's going to catch on fire, and you're encouraging me to be at peace. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate that, right? Also, regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Regard the patience, because he says that in the previous passage, in verse 9, remember, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day, but don't consider God's waiting or God's uh, uh, slowness as, as God being slow, it's, it's his patience. He's giving people, he's giving his creation, he's giving the, 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 the humanity that he loves the opportunity to be saved. So, so as the end approaches, there's something we're supposed to be doing. You ready? Also regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our dear brother Paul 
has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. He speaks about these things in all his letters. See that? Paul is always talking about salvation. God, Paul is always talking about uh, God's grace and, and, and faith. And, and, and Paul is preaching it. And that's what Peter's saying. Peter's, Peter's actually affirming the letters of Paul. So these people who try to say, well, Paul's this wild something. No, Peter's right here affirming Paul's writings. There are some things hard to understand in them. The untaught and unstable will twist them to their own destruction, as they also do with the rest of the scriptures. That's kind of a warning there. Watch out for folks who twist scripture. Okay. Verse 17, therefore, here's another therefore. Therefore, dear friends, since you know this in advance, since I'm warning you that the end is coming. Now, he's writing this 2,000 years ago. People are sitting around going, oh, God hadn't done anything up till now. He's not going to do anything in the future. He's saying, don't look at God's patience as him being slow. Look at God's patience as giving you the opportunity of salvation. Right? Since you know this in advance, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now to the day of eternity. Pray with me, all right? God, today I just praise and thank you for your faithfulness, for your love. God, for the way that you have cared for us. But God, you began that before we even knew or acknowledged you existed. You called us. God, your word says chosen. God, thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for calling me by name. Thank you for setting me apart and setting me uh, uh, on a path toward you. God, thank you that, that, that I know that beyond this existence, there's so much more. And so, God, I praise you today. Even in the hardship of this past week, I praise you today. Because, God, we have hope and we have promise. And we know that our faith is not in the things of this world. Our faith is in you, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> There's an end. That's where I started, right? There's an end. Is it safe to say that some ends are good? See, like last night in the fourth quarter, I was just glad it was over. And if you all know, I mean, Clemson got beat. It's a sad day. It's okay, though. It's just a football game, right? So the end of some things is good, right? Um, the end, right, of, of some sort of illness is good. Start feeling well again. Yay. Uh, the end of, I could go into a lot of things right here that I'm going to stay away from this morning because I really want to talk about what's the main focus of what I think Peter wants us to know in the last part of his last communication to, to the body of Christ. 
I want you to understand what's important here. Can I tell you what every person in this room knows? There's an end. There's an end. I don't care how hard you fight it. I don't care how hard you work against it. I don't care. You know, um, there's some jokes I want to tell that probably are not great today, but I've been exercising for probably 40-something years. Had a friend up in Maryland, you say, you know, that exercise will kill you. Right? That's what you used to say. And then I had somebody tell me, said, you run way too much. He said, all you're going to do, you're just going to guarantee that that you're a good-looking corpse. I was like, right? There is an end. We're all going to face it. Avoiding it mentally isn't going to change that fact. Trying to avoid it physically isn't going to change that fact. We are all, and I heard one preacher say it, and I thought it was callous, but I'm going to say it too. I don't care whether you wear a mask or not. You're going to die. I don't care whether you get a vaccination or not. You're still going to die. And I thought, that's truth. It is. Now, it's harsh, but there is an end. And Peter is telling us there is an end. There's going to be an end. What are you going to do between now and the end? That's the point of this message today, y'all. Now, I don't mean to be harsh, especially to friends of mine and loved ones and people that, that it breaks my heart. I've had two very dear friends die this week. This week. Now, the beauty of it is, is that I know that they knew. I know that they knew Jesus. I know that they were walking with Christ. I know that when they closed their eyes on this earth, in this existence, that they opened them in the presence of the Savior. And so in that, I celebrate. One very dear person Friday afternoon said about my brother Gary Kavanaugh said, this is what he lived for. You get that? This is what he lived for. Folks, that is critical to our understanding of this life. This life is temporary. So Peter is saying, be on your guard. Be on your guard. There is a whole lot of junk going on in the world around you. There's a whole lot of, uh, let's see, health junk going on in the world around us. There's a whole lot of spiritual junk that goes on in the world around us. There's a whole lot of religious junk going on in the world around us. Right? There's a whole lot of relational junk going on in the world around us. There's a whole lot of misunderstanding and misinformation going on in the world around you. Be on guard. Where are you supposed to be paying attention? 
Who are you supposed to be paying attention to? Who are you supposed to be listening to? Who are you supposed to be putting your faith in? Therefore, dear friends, this is verse 14. I underlined it. Ready? While you wait for these things, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in his sight at peace. You, you want to know peace when the world is going crazy? <laughs> Can I just go ahead and tell you there's not much in this world where you're going to find peace. Okay? It is only out of this world that you're going to find peace, and that's Jesus. See? That's the thing that, that everything... Man, I, I've shed tears this week. Man, I've cried. I've cried with people. I've cried with friends. I've cried by myself. Um, I just, mm, it's bad. I don't like the end. But I know it's coming. And God is encouraging us that there is a means of accomplishing God, good, wonderful, incredible things. I, I have only participated, actually participated in two paddle outs. I, I paddled out when Penny Bradshaw passed and I made it out and I made it back in. It was not my end. Yesterday I paddled out with, what, there must have been a thousand people on the beach, wasn't there? Don't you think? There's a ton of people out there and a bunch of them paddled out and, and thankfully there were some great surfers that, kept me surrounded man I had them on right and left and behind and in front of me and everybody making sure that I didn't end but you know what we celebrated yesterday we didn't celebrate the end of Gary's life we celebrated the beginning of Gary's eternity that yes it hurts yes we grieve but it's victory and and if you want to find peace that's the only place you're going to find it see without spot or blemish in his sight because christ has clothed us with a righteousness that is not our own it's his righteousness it's a salvation you can't earn. You can't be good enough to get to heaven. You see that? This is, and finally, yes, there is an end, but guess what? That end leads to a beginning. And I am celebrating the beginnings right now, y'all. Also regard the patience of the Lord as salvation. Paul wrote about it. There are people who try to teach you weird things about the things Paul wrote. Then look at verse 17. This is what it says. Therefore, dear friends, since you know this in advance, be on guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position. Now verse 18, and this is the final verse of Peter's communication to us. You ready for this? But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Where are you supposed to be paying attention? Who are you supposed to be listening to? Who are you supposed to be putting your faith in? See, this is the challenge of our day. When I began preaching through 1 Peter, I told you at the time that Peter wrote 1 Peter, it was probably in the mid-50 A.D., the, the Roman Empire had already begun to tear itself apart. The Jews got scattered out of Jerusalem all over the Roman Empire as they were moving into new communities. There was already tension and conflict in the communities of the Roman Empire. There were ethnic differences. There were spiritual differences. There were nationality differences. And they were all tearing each other apart. And, and, and these new Christians coming from Jerusalem and moving into town as Jews who were followers of Christ, completed Christians, I like to call them, they came into town and this group would say, come join our group. And that group would say, Come join our group. Come be on our side. Come be on their side. They were trying to get them on their team, and they were going, look, we're just with Jesus. We're not on your team. We're not on their team. We're not on anybody's team. We're just with Jesus. And so they got persecuted by everybody. Everybody. Everybody attacked Christians. We know that in Rome because they became entertainment. Right? When they say Rome burned, it's probably because Nero had put Christians on a spike and set them on fire to light his gardens. They let Christians fight wild animals in the arenas. You see? So, so when we stand for Christ, and Christ alone, the world's going to attack you. The world's going to come against you. The world's going to be very harsh. You're going to face fiery trials. Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What are you supposed to be paying attention to when the world around you is going crazy? Going off the rails. Pay attention to Jesus. Don't pay attention to me. I mean, I'm going to share the Bible with you, but quite honestly, I tell you, I'm just trying to pay attention to Jesus. So I want to encourage you to pay attention to Jesus. Listen to him first. I've said over and over again, if you hear me say something that's not in the Bible, listen to the Bible first. Don't listen. You know, I, I'm a class clown that God decided to call in the ministry. I struggle just like you do. I have questions just like you have questions. But every time I struggle, I go to the Word. Every time I have questions, I go to the Word. Okay? If in these last days... Now, I had an interesting phone call this week. On August 22nd, I preached the first part of this chapter. Right, August 22nd, and I said, right here where it says right here, but the day, he says it in a couple of places in First in Second Peter. He says, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The heavens, not heaven, the heavens, this atmosphere that, that a lot of people in our world are very concerned about, Something, right? 
It's going to pass away with a very loud noise. I wonder what that's going to sound like. Loud noise. The elements will burn and be dissolved. Elements. I took chemistry once upon a time. I don't remember any of it, but I know they got this chart that lists all these elements. And and God is telling me through the pen of Peter that the very elements are going to melt. Wait a minute. You can't break down elements. They're molecules made up of atoms and, oh, wait a minute. You mean that atomically everything's going to come apart? Wow. The earth and the works on it will be disclosed. This is the day of the Lord. This is a judgment. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness as you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming. Because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. Folks, I made a comment two weeks ago and a lady called me from Virginia to say something to me about it. She said, when you mentioned global warming, was prophesied in Second Peter. She said, I never thought about it that way. Folks, this earth is going to come to an end. But remember, for some, that means abundant life eternally. Okay? Can I just tell y'all something? I'm happy this morning. I really am. Every time I've let myself get emotional, I've said, God, but what does it mean? What does it mean that there's an end? What does it mean? Yeah, Lois and Scott are going to cry up here on the platform because Lois is not going to be playing with morning glory except once a month. Right? Or, or, or something. I don't know what it's going to look like. But guess what? This isn't the end. This is actually the beginning. Isn't that cool? Some modern day prophet in a song said it not long ago. Every ending is another beginning. Folks, God's good. I'm happy today. I'm thrilled. I'm excited about what lies ahead. I've said the things. One thing that was said yesterday that I want everybody to reflect on. Don't take any day for granted. Don't take any day for granted. Because you don't know. Might be the... Ooh, that's... Boy, it sounds like I'm being a downer, doesn't it? Let me share with you the truth that makes none of this a downer. Jesus loves you. God loves you. He sent his only begotten son to live a perfect life, to die, to to suffer in our place. A death on the cross and shed his blood that our sin might be washed away. 
that I might be made new, clean, whole, a new creation. See, that's the gospel. He died, he was buried, he rose on the third day. He is alive right now at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. I don't have to worry about my end. And yes, I did have a birthday yesterday, which means that's just a reminder that it's closer. It's closer today than it was yesterday. Right? I'm not worried about it. I'm not... I do run. I do exercise. So I'm not running toward it. But the point is, is that I know that when I'm done here, like we read yesterday, God has prepared a mansion a crown of righteousness. Folks, yes, we grieve, but as I said, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. Our hope is in Christ. Do you know Jesus? Now, I don't know why you're here this morning. I mean, I, I recognize most of you. That's great. Woo, glad you're here. But if you don't know Jesus, you need Jesus. You need Jesus more than you needed to be here this morning. And that, that's sort of ironic to say, isn't it? I mean, we love sitting in worship. We love singing songs. We love the fellowship, the enjoyment of coming together as the body of Christ. But the truth is, is that we need Jesus more than we need these kind of buildings, gatherings. You need Jesus. If you had not got Jesus, don't leave here this morning without Jesus. So what it looks like. Paul said it in Romans. He said, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Because what the mouth confesses comes from the heart. Okay? You confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Meaning that you believe that God has the kind of power to overcome death. You'll be saved. We come before the throne of God and confess our sin and ask his forgiveness and ask him to redeem us. We receive the gift of salvation. God gives it to you. If you don't have that, you need that more than you need anything else today. Okay? I see a lot of folks nodding. Thank you. But if you don't know that this morning, we want you to know it. All right? I'm going to pray. Band's going to get in place. We're going to sing again. That song, yeah, it's a great way to end. You know why we end with a song? Because the disciples did. When they left the upper room, they sang a hymn and went out. Right? So we're going to sing again. If you don't know Jesus, please don't, don't worry about anybody's eyes on you. Step out, come down here, let's kneel, let's get acquainted with Jesus. If you don't want to do it that way, do it where you are. Just start the conversation with God. Say, God, I am a sinner, and I believe that Jesus died for my sin. God, please save me. That's a conversation you can have right where you are. Of course, after you do that, text baptism to five sides out Y'all, God's good. He loves you. He has given you a way to not worry about the end.
Okay? Pray with me. God, thank you for today. God, I thank you for for teaching me some lessons this week. For allowing me, God, to, to understand and to see some things that God became... They've been real before, but God, just again, I'm reminded again about this text, about ultimately what, 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 what's in store. And God, Peter says that while we wait for that day, God, help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior Jesus more than anything else. God, I love you. But God, your word teaches me that I don't love you because I have some great love for you. I love you because you love me first. And God, you love every person in this room first. You love them most. You love them best. So God, if someone in this room doesn't doesn't know Jesus, doesn't have that salvation and that assurance, God, I pray that they would get that this morning. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.